Hello, everyone. I'm Contessa Wrestling.com, joined tonight by John Clark to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw, just two days removed from the Royal Rumble. And John, you were there. How are you doing on this fine Monday night? Oh, I am doing pretty good. Uh, back settled in the road to WrestleMania, which, hey, they played the little graphic tonight that said, you know, 61 days. Normally, it's like 80 to 70 when they start that sucker up. So, of course, having the Rumble later this year uh, makes it even closer now to Mania. Yeah, and, and that's a plus. Always good to, you know, have, have not have to wait quite as long. So, as you said, you know, we're recording. It's January 31st. So, uh, yeah, 61 days away as front of the show. Nesta, as you know, points out, like you said, not too, too far. So, we are right on to the next one here. Uh, lots of, of build toward Elimination Chamber tonight. We'll talk about that. But to set the table here, John, you were at the Rumble on Saturday. So, I, can, I did get to hear your thoughts about the show itself. And you also your kind of experience. So, to kind of start off here, um well a did, did he have fun that's <clears throat> that's the most important thing did he have a good time going to the show in the first place absolutely I, I i usually do i don't think i can remember a time recently where i haven't uh maybe uh i had went to uh i think it was a, a smackdown in philly a, a couple months ago it was like a, in the fall it was kind of bad not worth the trip but this um yeah i had a good time good and obviously, uh, that's uh, that's good, but then that's the general experience for the show itself. You were talking before what we want on the air, and you said you had a more favorable reaction than most. I, myself, did the post-show yesterday. It was not very favorable, so I'm curious to see what you thought about the Royal Rumble as before we get into Raw here. Just even, uh, your, maybe just your general thoughts, maybe something, just your things maybe you want to address in terms of some of the reactions we've been seeing uh, going around uh, ever since the show. Well, I thought that um, the women's rumble was pretty good. Uh, I was okay with the winner. I know a lot of people weren't. A lot of people don't like to see the. I I, I don't know if you could say part timer because I mean she really wasn't part timer when she was there. But when somebody returns like that and wins, and then with Lesnar, I mean, uh, I think the the issue that people had was the fact that when the ending of the Lashley and Lesnar match had happened. Everybody knew at that point what was going to happen, and, right. and that's exactly what did happen. Right. Although for some reason, there, and I don't know if this came across or you got the idea about any of this, but a lot of people in the arena thought that Bray Wyatt was going to come out at like 29 or 30, and I don't understand why or where that narrative came from. But, I mean, another thing that people get upset about is they they, they always say that the company, the company needs to make new stars. They need to elevate other people that maybe didn't have a chance or whatever like that. Yet at the same time, when they do something like have Mad Cat Moss eliminate AJ Styles, people lose their mind. And it's like, well, you wanted them to create new stars. They're they're trying to have, you know, somebody that's maybe at the bottom of the 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 picking the pecking line here look good, and then people get mad about it. So I've heard this so many times, time and time again, from you, not not just from you, but everybody <laughs> that like people are just gonna always find something to be upset about. Like they're never satisfied. It's always like it's like they do they know what they want, but do they know what they want? And that that is literally that is literally an exact quote I pulled from uh, one of the video game designers of WWE 2K22 who said that regarding people that have been clamoring for the return of GM mode. And there are already people that are like saying, well, it doesn't look that good. But that's that's exactly like 
they know what they want, but do they actually know what they want? Because they're getting what they wanted, but all of a sudden it's not what they want. So that that's my just my quick thoughts from from the show. I was fine, you know, with the everything else. I mean, the Becky Dewdrop match, I I'm not gonna lie, I, I maybe saw like 30 seconds of that because I was too busy watching the WrestleMania sign that was on fire. Yeah. Was everybody else in the arena, like that match just like flew by for me. Not to mention it was directly after the women's rumble match, so everybody had decided to go to the bathroom at that point as well after sitting there for like an hour. Yeah. So oh. it felt bad there. Uh but yeah, then the next match was okay and the uh the opening match was, was okay as well. So yeah, um I don't know what you rated the show or if you did rate it, but I would have probably gave it a I'd probably give it a seven to seven point two five out of ten. We were pretty much in consensus last night that six was generous. Uh, I, I tried to be extra generous with a 6.5 because I really like the Seth Rollins Rowan Reigns match. But uh, by and large, the disappointment was a theme of the night. Don't want to spend too much time about the Rumble. But yes, Nesha, friend of the show, she was very upset, as we all were in the, in the chat yesterday. Um, very disappointed. She was saying it was her favorite show. And I was very much agreeing. Like I was really open for more. Uh, John, you, you touched on yourself. The second uh, the Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley thing went down the way it did, you just you just knew. You just knew. Uh, and again, unfortunately, Nesha's saying they, they ruined her favorite pay per view. I felt so and then, bad, man. And then, of course, the report that comes out today, uh, which was about Riddle supposed to be the winner of the match. Right, exactly. And then Orton was also at one point considered to be the winner of the match. That kind of just puts a little bit more sting to it because, like, if you really think about it, it would have made sense to go down that way if whatever they were going to plan for Elimination Chamber went down. Speaking of which, uh, we're just a little over three weeks away from Elimination Chamber. The card's already looking pretty good, at least to me, which uh, I know a lot of people, mostly for political reasons, are still upset that they do pay-per-views in Saudi Arabia, That you know, the whole blood money prerogative, things like that. But uh, the good part about it is they put on a pretty damn good show most of the time. And it had leaked earlier today that we were going to get two uh, qualification matches, which I know you're a big fan of, and a lot of people are. I don't have anything against them. I just uh, I think sometimes they can be predictable. I think tonight's uh, were both predictable, one maybe in a negative way. Uh, but we had uh, Adam Pierce had came out to open the show, and he did his whole spiel about, you know, Lashley's going to defend the title, even though it was already revealed earlier. I mean, I think it would have been cool to save that announcement for the actual show. I know you like some things to be announced beforehand, like matches and things like that. But I guess if you're going to announce qualification matches, you kind of have to say that he's going to defend. Right. I mean, I guess it could have been a number one contender match if you think about it. So uh, all day I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, Orton's going to win. Orton's going to win this thing. And it turns out, uh, which we'll get into tonight, he's not even in the, the match at Elimination Chamber. So we got uh, another thing that I want to get your thoughts on as well is that only two of the five had to actually qualify for a spot. The other three, uh, Rollins and who are the other two that I'm missing? Um, Brock. Brock Rollins and Brock didn't even yeah. have to qualify. So, yeah, he announces two matches. And then, of course, uh, Lashley comes out displeased and, and makes his case known. Uh, Lesnar comes out and makes them use the little uh, blur because he said uh, some words he shouldn't have said on TV. Teasing, teasing of having a match on Raw for the first time in like literally 20 years was uh, exciting to the crowd. He usually doesn't come out in like literally like his gear like that. He always almost always has a T-shirt on. Uh, 
so I thought the opening segment was pretty good with the announcement of the chamber, the interaction between these guys. Uh, what, what did you think of all that? No, this is good. Steven Chambers saying that Bobby brought his suit himself. He was wearing this very loud red suit, red for raw, kind of like that. And and Brock called it like a $5 suit. So there was a fun interaction like that. Um, you know, Bobby said that he's he's the conqueror now. He's the champion. Brock comes out and says, you didn't beat me, man. Like, you know that. You can't honestly look at me and tell me you actually beat me. And I think that definitely sets the stage for, if they want to, to, to run it back as rematch at some point. Because, you no, know, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the, what you see in like in a Godzilla movie, like uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Like they never have the one monster win like decisively. They always kind of leave it a little, a little obscure, so that you can run it back for the sequel. So, I could, I mean, I, I think it's good they left that on the table. Just to, if we, if that is an option, at least to, that that door is open. Uh, Dan Greyhouse, they've been a long time. What's up, Colin John? Dan, glad to ha- good to have you back. Glad you're tuning in. Um, but I thought this was good. I, as you said, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag of like when you announce things ahead of time, um, you know, you, you take away some of the surprise there. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, I didn't mind that so much. Like, I, I guess they announced the match and then you kind of I'm glad they announced the qualifying matches, especially because then it's like, OK, uh, A, we know it's going to happen. B, I know what to look forward to. So I was happy to see that. Um, yeah. So um, in terms of having Brock not going to qualify. I mean, I get it. Obviously, he got screwed out of the title. I guess if this is like considered like his, I mean, I know they said like this was like two years ago now, where they said that there's no such thing as rematch clause anymore. Although this is essentially what it is that he's getting that automatic entry. But um, and we're going to talk about the two qualification matches in, in more detail. But the thing I like, just my early indications about the match itself, uh, and the un. That there's no decision, and we've already read this, that the fact that Lesnar or Reigns had to win the Rumble because they have absolutely no idea what they want to do for the title on the Raw side at WrestleMania. And I think, okay, exclude Austin Theory because he's not winning, although I've seen crazier things. The other five in the match, there could be an argument made for... Lashley, Lesnar, Rollins, uh, and then um, who am I missing? Oh, Riddle. Styles, Riddle right? and Styles. Yeah. yeah. There could be an argument made for all of them to win in a scenario that you could easily match all of them up with a worthy or meaningful opponent, both in-ring and storyline-wise, heading to WrestleMania. Now, at the, before the end of the show, at some point, I will, uh, and I, you will too, Give our thoughts on very early thoughts on what we think is going to happen, and then maybe uh, foreshadowing into what could carry this into WrestleMania. But uh, let's—I uh, want to talk about the first one first, which was Kevin Owens and Austin Theory. I know this is probably one you're not happy about because I had seen people earlier today saying that Kevin Owens fans are going to be very disappointed later tonight. And uh, while that's probably true, it did start a little interesting with the. Uh, KO show that he did there. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out and then you know just announces that he's in it, and Kevin Owens is like, "Oh well, I'm 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 in it too." And then he's like a little asterisk, like, "Oh well, when I beat Austin Theory, well, of course, uh, Austin Theory won the match. I thought was okay. It was a pretty good performance. That uh, you know, as much as people want to hate Theory, which is kind of the point of his character, he is very good in the ring, especially for his age." It's not surprising that he won. 
Uh, KO winning, you know, I think might have been a better choice. He's more of like the modern day Mick Foley, Shane McMahon, if you will, where he takes those risks. And he doesn't care. He'll jump off the top of his of his steel structure or whatever. Uh, so this this will be a match I think will be revisited, possibly even before the Chamber in a couple weeks. I wouldn't be surprised. But what did you think of the match, the outcome, the whole KO show thing? I'll start with the KO show. I thought that was good. And this was yet another... Well, I should say more evidence that, that we I, I felt pretty certain after this they're going to do Rollins versus Owens because Owens said, you're the universal champion of my heart. I thought that was pretty cute. Um, and, and then Owens being jealous that, that Rollins didn't have to qualify and then turning around and trying to be happy for him. But saying, hey, why don't you use some of your sway to kind of like you know, help, help me now to qualify too. And then Ron I'd do like, that for you. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah he would you know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're, 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 we see these wheels turning. I, I think that's where I feel pretty certain that's where we're going. And that's why I'm, I'm okay with the fact that Rome, uh, that Owens lost. I mean, he, he, it was an indirect low blow. So it wasn't a, an entirely clean loss. I looked away for a second. So I, I missed the initial ending and then they replayed it. So it was kind of the, the rope assisted low blow like that. So, you know, it's fine. Um, so good match for theory, good, good win for him. Obviously Kevin Owens, one of the top stars here, but a bunch of support for Kevin Owens, uh, Dan Greyhouse saying KO fan right here, Brian saying, Hey, the fact that Owens lost. Um, but of course, you know, Eddie pointing out, and I, I have looked this in the moment, uh, Kevin Owens doesn't go to the Saudi Arabia shows. He's one of the guys that like, it just doesn't go to them. Uh, and I guess had I had that in mind when I was watching the match, I would have been very, my experience would have been different because I would have been like, oh, they're obviously not going to have Owens win. So it's weird to me that they would book that match like with that in mind. It is, you know, there's then, then, then it is very predictable. But again, for me, I, I admittedly overlooked it or, or slash forgot. So I was a little less bothered by it than I would have otherwise. Because usually that's the thing that would bother me. But uh, Stephen Chambers agreeing, we are probably going to see Owens and Seth at maybe even WrestleMania. That's my prediction at this point as well. Um, so good for Austin Theory, I think, yet again, uh, they're high on him. They're pushing him. With their, I think DJ commented earlier, you were talking about uh, WWE not really building new stars. They're, they're doing it with Austin Theory. Now he's going to be in a, in a WWE title match that's got Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, uh, Riddle, another one of their top stars there. So, um, you know, like that, that's definitely a good spot for him. Now, though, you know, we're talking about some more predictions here. We can roll roll on into the next uh, chamber match or the qualifi qualifying match. Riddle and Otis turned into a qualifying match and riddle won after the second round of the epic academic challenge uh the, which was the scooter race which john was 50 laps <laughs> he announced that was like these guys go 50 laps my gosh and then of course if it flew by they didn't actually do 50 laps but but i digress they uh, eventually the the race comes out to ringside we got a couple of segments throughout the show uh, the Street Profits helped Riddle. They hydrated him. They did not help Chad Gable. Um, R-Truth was the kind of the flag bearer for, for the, or the flag waiver for, this, for the whole thing. Uh, so R-Truth is back. That's kind of fun. Comes at the race, comes out to the ring. Uh, Gable falls, <laughs> and Riddle's about to win, and Otis just trucks him over. And I said, wow, that's like life. Sometimes you just scoot, scoot, scoot along, and you're almost at the finish line, and then a big man like Otis just trucks you over right when you're about to finish in. Yeah, I thought that was a fun metaphor there. But... Uh, the Alpha Academy wins. We'll see a quiz bowl next week. 
Uh, I'm, I'm agreeing with Stephen Chambers saying the scooter race was stupid, but now the quiz show next week, no comment. I mean, I think the quiz bowl could be fun. It could make it kind of a, a trivia kind of thing. Could have some fun with that one. Uh, Nestor Green will see RK Bro win, but we did see uh, Riddle and Otis. I feel like we've seen this match a couple times pretty recently, so uh, I wasn't really excited to see it again, but it was pretty good, as Brian Everett saying. It was fun. To, it was a fun match. God, he's glad Riddle won. Once they announced it was a chamber qualifier, I'm like, I love Otis, but he's not He's not going to the chamber. They're, they're not going to have Otis and Austin Theory in this thing. I'm sorry. Um, so Riddle won, and, and that's what picked a minute ago that we might see, uh, that we might see Riddle win. But uh, you mentioned some of these ideas about uh, the report about Riddle maybe winning. There's at least one report that we might, uh, well, actually, some, that some sources within the company uh, don't actually want to split Archiver up right now. They, they don't want to. Uh, unless, they said unless, there was one thing they mentioned that would uh, allow them to do that. I don't know if you read. Unless it'd be for the yeah. title. Unless yes. it'd be for the title. So, um That'll be interesting, and, and now, is, uh, at least as it's currently constructed, the all six spots are filled. Randy Orton's not in the match, so would they have Riddle win and then do RK Pro like that? That'd be a pretty quick turnaround. Not like quick, quick. They'd have several weeks to do it, but I don't know about that. I don't know if I, if they're, if they're gonna like delay this breakup like that. I don't know if I exactly want to see Riddle win the title and then. That's some, that, that doesn't like add up to me very well. Like I just, I, I'd rather. Yeah. yeah. So I thought the match itself was pretty good. Like I said, um, the other one, which was, I thought an even better match, uh, which was the main event match, not the main event of the night, but the match, uh, AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio was advertised here today. Uh, two very good wrestlers, professionals, legends been doing it forever. Uh, could argue that they're two of the best high flyers even in recent memory. Uh, it, it was a pretty lengthy match. I think it could have used maybe a little more time. Uh, and then, of course, Styles would win. He, um, I don't think he's a heel anymore. I don't think AJ Styles is a heel anymore. I think now he's going to be babyface. He has earned the final spot in the chamber. Certainly, he's getting some type of match at WrestleMania. You would think he has to. I hope they don't revisit the Omos feud, but I feel like they could because I don't think he's winning at um, the chamber. And I can't think of really anything. I, I really would like to, I because we did not see Damian Priest. Uh, I would like Darn. to see maybe, yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. Look, real, a real quick prediction slash foreshot of WrestleMania. Either the United States or Intercontinental Champion is going to return the six-man ladder, I think, this year because both of them have like nothing going on, and I think it's just a match that it could elevate the card because they have so much talent on both shows. Uh, but th that's a discussion for later. Uh, regarding the six men that we have and your theory uh, about Riddle, that's actually my prediction as of right now. I do think that he's going to win some way or the other. And shortly after, as in like maybe the next, well, two nights later at Raw, uh, there will be a turn. And I think uh, this, how we, we, here's why I think it makes more sense because we originally had implied that uh, Orton might be the one to win the title. To me, it makes more sense to have Orton turn on Riddle. Out of and, jealousy? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. and be the heel which then allows Riddle to be the face and the whole, you know, the whole sad character that he would do. Um, 
So that that would that would be okay with me. I know a lot of people. I mean, it's I get what you mean by it's a quick turnaround. And we keep talking about how this is so similar to the Bailey and Sasha thing a few years ago, where they waited forever and ever to pull the trigger. The circumstances were different with no fans this time, though. How long do you wait to pull the trigger? And and are you saying that this would be too quick because of the fact that they would turn on each other and then have this big match like four weeks later? Is that what you're kind of saying by like, it's a little too quick? Or are you saying like, are you agreeing with the writers who say that we don't need to break them up yet because they're generating money, they're successful? Not to mention they're still in a program with Gable and Otis that isn't over yet. So we have, uh, if you include... um, I mean, exclude tonight. There are only two more Raws until the Chamber, the 7th and the 14th. So here's what you got. You got the 7th to have this tiebreaker, whatever it's going to be. And then you got the 14th, where whoever wins two out of three is going to pick what stipulation their tag match is going to be at uh, probably the Raw on the 14th. And then you got the Chamber on the 19th. And then you got Raw on the 21st, which is where you could have Orton turning on Riddle and somewhere or the other, where maybe there's... You know, Orton isn't the guy to have like a celebration or throw a party for it all, but something like how we saw when Kevin Owens and Jericho had their big split, right, something right. like that where they would turn and most certainly be WrestleMania. Because, uh, I, I mean, if Lashley were to keep the title, I guess you could throw AJ Styles in there, but there's no time for any storytelling. So, understand where you're saying uh, about that it might not be the best decision, but. I think at this point, it's certainly like the, from a smartness standpoint, it's the most wise decision I think you could make because the mon- it's a money match, I think. I mean, and, and especially because in, in this scenario, Riddle would be going into Mania as the champion. So then would you have him retain against Orton or would you have Orton win to get that next long title run? Because... Don't forget after that, you got money in the bank, and Riddle has already been thrown in as a favor to win that. So there's so much going on, but that's another another bump in the road, shall I say. Like, who would win at WrestleMania if Riddle was a champion? Because I felt like the, 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 the right decision would be to have Riddle win. But Orton is like, he's ready for another title run, so... Yeah, I mean, you, you summed it up very, very nicely. There's just a lot of moving parts. And I mean, I Riddle, I, I think Riddle's great in the ring. I think every given, every single night is a great match. I just don't, at least right now, I don't see him. If I if he won the title at Elimination Chamber, I would be like, wow, like, it's a little soon for him as a performer. I'm not even talking about Riddle versus Orton. Like, um, because I we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks that like oh they're probably gonna do that but like now to throw the title in there to have uh, Riddle win the title like ideally how about how about a throwback to how young Orton was when he won the title that would be a good like kind of a comparison Riddle's not even that like, young though Riddle's like fair, 35. fair yeah like fair. It's, I know he's he's deceptively um not old but like he's older than you would think but uh, Dan pointing out yes Riddle and Orton would be a classic mania match but. I, I'm just, I wish they went the other way. I wish somehow Orton qualified, Orton won the title, and then in theory you could do another short reign, which even then that's not ideal, was like two back-to-back, well, like I guess three back-to-back-to-back very short reigns aren't ideal. Um, but then having Riddle like win the title from Orton like that would be, to me, that'd be more meaningful 
um, than having him retain in, in a way. You know, I guess that's my my opinion about it. But even Nesha, even Nesha, who who has said many a time that she really really likes Riddle, doesn't see him as as the champion. So I don't necessarily think you're a Riddle hater. I just think you I don't. I think you're probably just under the assumption that it's not time yet i guess yeah yeah or, i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not saying i'm not saying it can never happen i mean brian's saying you could see riddle being the champion if he's booked correctly i think when he's booked correctly he is sometimes so not all the time so it is you do have that that inconsistency there whereas with orton it is very consistent you know that's just you can't go wrong if you give norton the title you know not not a not a bad thing have him i think right now he's tied with triple h for the all-time reigns so uh i think by having him win the title again he would uh, surpassed your point for a second, I believe, but um, is it because he smokes pot, Colin. Yes, you smoke pot with him. Don't don't do drugs, kids. All right, that's that's why <laughs> I don't. That's why I don't like Riddle. But Dan pointed out they don't need the title for this match. That's also a problem here. Where it's like they don't need to just like kind of like throw uh, the title in there. What just to make it more more meaningful, or just to have that be kind of the selling point? Like it's a, it's already a story that tells itself. You can have them split up anyway. We all know like it's it's a powder keg anyway. Um, that's a thing as well. It's but, literally like almost the exact same thing as the Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens thing. If you think about yeah. it, it really is. Yeah. And uh, they, again, they rinse and repeat this type of thing, like every two or three years. And this is just the, the next time up. And they're doing it like on the same show with Rollins and, and Owens in a, in a different way. Like you can kind of tell like that, that powder keg is it's, it's going to ignite. So uh, again, uh, we're going to have Nesha. It's not the time for Riddle to be champion. Now we can, we're focusing on the, all the, the Riddle part of this, but another part of this is Brock entered the match because he wants the, his match with Roman. He picked Roman officially. The match is official Brock versus Roman for Wrestlemania. But, yeah, but there's that little, yeah, there's that little asterisk. Like, but, but if Brock he's still the champion. That. But Brock wants Brock wants uh, it to be title versus title, so he's, yeah. he he wants to make that happen. Uh, Stephen uh, reminding us here, Brock, uh, he's going to win the he's or predicting he's going to win the chamber, and then uh, in theory, you define the titles at WrestleMania. Um, could happen, it could happen, but uh, and Eddie asking uh, if Brock entered the chamber, do we think Reigns will screw him again? You know, the classic throwback of having Michaels uh, screw the Undertaker out of the chamber. Uh, that was uh, definitely one of my favorite moments as a fan. No, I don't think he would do that. I, I, at least I hope not. That'd be a, a little, a little redundant. Like to, you know, to screw Brock over twice in a row like that. Like if you are gonna do that, I think they might as well do the title versus title kind of thing. But at the same time, I don't know how you could have Brock lose cleanly. Um, especially, you know, yeah, not... because I guess if he's in it, he has to be eliminated at some point. Right. If, well, if I guess loses. I mean everybody could team up on him like they did to Omos at the Rumble. Like that. That's well, it's different. Yeah, you have like eight dudes toss Omos out, but with this, Brock would have to get pinned or even submitted, presumably pinned. Like, as you know, I mean, that's that's a, that's a factor as well. Do you the prediction saying, well, maybe Theory finishing in the final three, but then you know you think Riddle's gonna win. Um, uh, is he supposed to win the Rumble? So then the Riddle like kind of they might have that delayed that delayed kind of result of having him get this big win and then going on to win the title and then he drops wrestlemania but that'd be kind of a, a, a dud to me it's like to me i i think the 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 best outcome here is riddle winning i mean again not that i even really want to see it but like riddle winning wrestlemania because at least that's kind of the the feel-good moment the triumph in theory if uh orton turns on him then he, he gets revenge and, he, and here's another interesting part about all this is at this point we pretty much know the main event of night one and night two of WrestleMania. And this 
WWE Championship match is neither of those. So you have to think similar to how it was this past year. This is probably going to like open night one or like open night two. I would assume probably open night one. So like this is a pretty big deal. I mean, Orton opened night two this past year. And of course, the the title match with Drew opened night one. So uh, I'm interested to see kind of where this falls in the the pecking order of their, uh, I guess, priority, you could say, because they always pay certain attention to certain matches and then the lower card ones get like next to no attention at all. They're clearly giving this thought. Now, of course, it could very well just because it's Saudi Arabia and that's what they usually do for these type of shows. Uh, at least this time, it's a Saturday. I mean, because it's it's not mainly for two reasons. One, there's like no other sports going on. There's some basketball and hockey, but it's not like playoffs or anything. No. Yeah. And two, the fact that they're either going to be recording an extra SmackDown the week before New Orleans or actually filming SmackDown in Saudi Arabia, which, okay, if you're going to do that, then you have enough time to get the superstars out there for a show on Saturday and have them back in time for Monday. So a Saturday at noon is like, I mean, that's perfect. In fact, they've already been considering that NXT Stand and Deliver might be on a Saturday at noon, uh, the same day as WrestleMania. So I think it has the opportunity to be a good show, as good or better than Crown Jewel. DJ, that is, uh, it's an 11 a.m. Central start, not, not, um, two it's 11 in the morning central time but yeah it's going to be a uh doesn't it feel so weird that like there's only like two weeks two more raws until the show like that's it i mean we've seen crazier like and then you go like seven weeks in between survivor series and and day one or whatever it was like it all evens out right you know sometimes they'll have those longer stretches sometimes they kind of pack them in like this so at the end of the day, it's kind of a, it, uh, it all balances like that. So that's fine by me, you know. Um, that's the point yeah, we could get, you know, it's like we saw two belts, Becky, you could get two belts, Brock here. Uh, if he wins and then he, if, if they don't want to unify the titles, give Brock all the titles. Just have him beat uh, Roman WrestleMania and, and defend the title, the WWE title separately. In my mind, Brock, Brock's not wrestling twice WrestleMania. He's, he's going to wrestle once. He's going to, you know, have a, have a good match and can call it a day. That's what he does. Uh, by and large, I could yeah, be can wrong, you believe but... the only people that wrestled twice last year at WrestleMania was Natalia and Tamina? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly right. They, they don't really do that all that often. Um, no, that so I, I don't see Brock doing. I, I like the idea. I like the idea of two belts, Brock. But uh, we can talk about this all day. Obviously, we do have two more weeks. Uh, got a couple comments. Yes, next week. And the week after that, Raw will be on Sci-Fi. So, reminder, friendly reminder on that one. Um, I'm sure that will be good for the ratings. But, um, yeah, lots more to dig into. We'll talk, keep talking about the Chamber as we uh, progress here. But, as you said, John, even this, this match itself, it's going to be interesting because they do have a lot of options moving forward here. <laughs> Michael could point out, maybe we'll get a six-man tag. Lashley Rollins theory versus Brock Riddle and Styles. Can Lesnar and Riddle possibly coexist? Well, Lesnar, Lesnar is not wrestling again until Elimination Chamber. I, I wouldn't doubt if he doesn't even show up again until the Chamber. That, in fact, that's that's my guess. Now, SmackDown, maybe. But Raw, he's not going to be on Raw, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Raw, someone that might that we didn't see at night but might be coming back did want to address it at some point. And DJ brings it up. What, John? What do you think about the report about Shane McMahon? Uh, so we we saw him at the Rumble. He was he was a one of the very few surprise entrants in the men's match. He was one of the finalists actually. And then Final our report came, 
a, a report came out uh, yesterday with some more details today. He'll be back reportedly on Raw. This is from PW Insider and a couple other outlets that he'll be back on Raw as a heel pretty much full time. Now, we didn't see him tonight, but uh, that would seem to be the case kind of moving forward here. So, Shane McMahon potentially back on Raw. And in theory, uh, pun intended, they have a match uh, kind of planned for him, but it's not officially decided. But Stephen Chambers, as many people are predicting at this point, could we see Shane McMahon versus uh, his uh, uh, Vince McMahon's unofficial son at this point, Austin Theory? Uh, I do think that's probably the plan. Uh, and I think that's going to be like theories, maybe like first big win. But I need to see how they mold this story because it, it needs to make sense. And there are very few ways I can see this going that would make sense. Don't ask me what they are because I don't know. I just know of a whole <laughs> lot of ways that it would not make sense. Uh, like if Shane was jealous or something about the attention that Theory is getting, <laughs> or I don't even know. Vince is going to be critical in this is all I can say. Now, I've seen these crazy hypotheses floating around that McMahon is going to be in the corner of Theory at WrestleMania, or this could potentially be the match that Stone Cold is involved in as maybe a special guest ref or in the corner of somebody as well. Um, I've seen flashbacks to the whole thing we had when Donald Trump and Vince McMahon were at WrestleMania and they had Classic, the hair versus yeah. hair thing. Like there, there's something, if you can mold all of that together into a match, I think that's what this is going to be. This is going to be like that. I don't even know. Like a few years ago, we had the Shane McMahon and the Miz match. Like this is going to be something like that. But the fact is they're both heel. So like, how does that work? Austin theory is not going to work as a baby face. I think Shane could if, if it made sense. So that's something that I'm I, I think is maybe likely. You can't do Kevin Owens again. You can't do AJ Styles again. I I mean you're not going to do Damian Priest. You're not going to do the Miz again. Like you're not going to do Edge. So like your options are limited. If he's going to be on Raw, which I assume he would be. Now somebody else that had said themselves that they might be coming back to Raw or just WWE in general was Kurt Angle on his own podcast. He said that he's been in advanced talks with um, WWE to come back. He said as uh, he didn't say permanent, like he just said for at least a few months, a basically a temporary because he would be full time for those four months, but an yeah. on-screen character of some sort. Now, immediately what came to my mind is he could somehow like, run Sonya out of power or something because she's like abused it. But then where does Adam Pierce come in? Like maybe he says, you know, I hired this guy or whatever. Like, so what do you think about the, the, the rumor that, I mean, it's not really a rumor because he said it himself. Like this yeah. came from him directly that uh, Kurt Angle could be coming back. Uh, and, and what appears to be a non wrestling role, which I, I think that's the best. Uh, what do you think about, this potential and if so do you have any maybe ideas about where you would like to see it go two comments or three comments way right off the bat here eddie saying kurt could introduce gable steves into wwe maybe yeah uh, maybe it was in 2020 kurt was his last appearance on smackdown i believe he he uh kind of announced riddle's official debut on smackdown so it's even, even that just kind of like give him a little bit of that rub maybe or you johnny mentioned maybe as a manager i think that could be something but again i I feel like there's something there where it's like he'd be kind of in Kurt's shadow. It's like the, the, the comparisons are a little too 
too clear or it's like, you know, people well, are going to it makes sense because the collegiate wrestling season ends in the beginning of March, which is just like a month and a half away. Yeah. So if he was going to come back, say the raw after WrestleMania, that, that that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, for maybe maybe a little more in-ring kind of thing. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying maybe Angle could referee Brock versus Roman, or Ang- he could even return to the ring, Angle and Stevenson versus Alpha Academy. Uh, Nash predicting uh, also bring up Alpha Academy maybe in a you know some kind of manager kind of role as well. Uh, but you know, I who agree. Else, you know who else is coming back then? Who? Jason Jordan. You know, like <laughs> he's there. He's a producer. You never know. I mean, even as a as a on screen non wrestling thing, you know, they have options. Um, a lot of comments for Gable Stevenson here. I mean, I it makes sense. Again, I think that you do run the risk of him kind of overshadowing him in that sense. But uh, Brian's saying like, a lot of people agree with Angle and Stevenson here, so maybe that's the the fan favorite theory here. Um, Eddie citing a, one report that Gable could debut at uh, in the ring at WrestleMania 38. Maybe. I think that's possible. I mean, you mentioned the, the college wrestling season ending in March, so the timing would, in theory, kind of shake out there. But um, it's weird. They do have a lot of kind of familiar faces reportedly or or potentially coming back. Kurt uh, Angle, Shane McMahon. Uh, Eric Bischoff is the host of Raw Talk tonight, which is a little weird. Ain't this but, like the second time? Or no, Kurt Angle did it last week, yeah. didn't he? Maybe I I don't I yeah, Kurt Angle did it last week, and then they have Shawn Michaels. That's on, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And now they're gonna have him. So, um, it's interesting. You mentioned the the, the authority thing with Kurt Angle. I actually thought they would do that with Eric Bischoff, where you mentioned the kind of having him run Sonny out of power. We saw Eric kind of you know use some of his influence and, and his uh, manipulation on, on Adam Pierce to like have him kind of book the match between Sonny and Naomi to kind of you know tease that a little bit, but. Um, it's interesting to think. Like, I, I don't know about, about the Bischoff side of things, but with Angle himself saying that uh, he might be coming back in, in a more prolonged run here. Um, again, a lot of comments about Stevenson or Alpha Academy. I like the idea of Alpha Academy. That'd be kind of fun. But um, I mean, it's interesting as always. I, I, by and large, I like shaking up the roster. That's always a good thing. So I can't complain about that. Uh, not for the show, Nando. I like this kind of long term booking. Maybe, how about we see Angle screw over Happy Corbin? Maybe if Angle to send off, he deserved. But that crossed by, my mind. But having him get, get beat by John Cena, you know, maybe that's the match people wanted to see. I don't know about the Cena part, but yeah, but having him <laughs> screw over Happy Corbin, that'd be kind of a fun revenge kind of thing. You know, obviously, Corbin uh, beat Angle in his retirement match at WrestleMania 35, so it'd be kind of cool. Um, I'd be happy to see him back. I, he is, he's a legend. He's a, he's a, you know, he, he's now, a great, you know, so I agree. And we have all of these, and th- this is always a time of the year where we have people coming back, whether it be for a part-time or full-time, because of course you've got the Rafter mania when people come for like full-time role. But, uh, a few weeks ago on SmackDown, we had seen something happen that we thought could lead to something. And this was when Charlotte Flair was in the ring and Lita came out to confront her. So everybody's thinking, oh, maybe they're going to run Lita and Charlotte at WrestleMania, whatever that'd be. And this might have been before maybe the Ronda news or confirmation was out. And then uh, tonight's main event segment was, in fact, uh, uh, Ronda Rousey. Basically, she needs to improve on her promo skills since returning because it was kind of like... What is she trying to say here? Like, I guess she's saying that she's the main event and everything, but it was still kind of put together a little funny. Yeah. So she leaves, and I'm looking at the clock, and it's only like 10.55, and I'm like, right. okay, there's still like four and a half minutes. 
So I thought maybe maybe it was poorly timed because you know Ronda just came back. So I'm like, is Becky just gonna like jibber jabber for four minutes? And then would you know it, Lita comes out and I and and I and I tweeted about this. As soon as Lita's music hit, I knew right away Elimination Chamber because it's Lita. It's a legend. That's just what they do. And she comes to the ring and she challenges Becky Lynch for Elimination Chamber. It's not official, I don't think, because I don't think she said yes. But we, me and you both Becky, know what will. Said yes. Did she? So it is yeah. official for yeah. for okay. So I thought Lita coming out kind of saved this segment in a way because it would have been awkward to end just with Becky there. So I uh, here's th- three things coming out of this. One, Rhonda, Becky, and Lita. Well, we know Lita. Forget about Lita. Becky and Rhonda. <laughs> who's heel and who's face now? Cause I, I, I don't really know. So that's one question. Second question. Uh, and I think we, this is the predictable part. Lita's not winning at the chamber because Becky's not going to lose the title to somebody who's only going to have like a few matches, let alone Lita after all of this time. Third, which well, this is what we think is that Bianca Belair has been rumored to get another WrestleMania spot two years in a row. Cause she's probably going to be the one to finally defeat Becky. So I guess I really only have two questions. The one is, like I said, Becky and Rhonda, who's the face, who's the heel? And two, how do you kind of mix Belair into this when it's all said and done for a WrestleMania match? Like, I don't understand how you're going to do that. Do you want to run through some? I will answer the questions. Do you want to run through some of the comments here? Brian saying, love, uh, this is what early in the show, right off the bat, Brian was very excited about it, saying he loves the Lita versus Becky Lynch match here at Elimination Chamber. I mean, it's a, it's a new match, kind of exciting. Um, Stephen pointing out the Lita looked great at the Rumble. She was uh, in the Rumble. She had a good performance there. So, you know, I, I would, she looks like she can still go. So that's good. We know she's been cleared reportedly for a couple of years now. So in theory, she would have been training for this and you're ready for this. Um, yeah, so I think you know you mentioned Rhonda and and Becky. So it was interesting. So Rhonda comes out, gets a pretty good babyface like pop, and and but she's not smiling. She's not look happy, John. She does not look like your your classic babyface. Does gets not the, acknowledge anybody in the crowd. Just nope, ignores them. Nope. Just just stone faces it right in the ring and gets in the ring. And um, she even like tweeted about it, or no, it was in an interview after the rumble. She said, "I'm not going to fall for the fans' reaction this time." So kind of even right off the bat, they're kind of tw- uh, teasing that even at the very least, some kind of tweener kind of thing there. But um, we've been talking about this for months. Like the fans don't want to boo Becky. And now you put her against Ronda Rousey. I think there are a lot of fans that are happy to see her back. There are a lot of fans that aren't happy to see her back. So you put her against Becky Lynch. By and large, I think a lot of fans are going to side with Becky automatically, even if they want to try and present Ronda as, oh, the like this big star that's back. And I feel like I talk about this at least once a week now. It's all about the gray area. We just had a whole storyline with, with Roman and Seth. Like, neither guy was really the good guy. So now we're kind of in that same vein here of uh, neither neither Becky or, or Ronda uh, is really the, the baby face in that sense. You know, Well, you can, usu- you can usually tell by yeah. how they pump the crowd noise in, but they didn't pump any in for either. So, like, they're not telling us who they want to be. I think they're just going to let us decide. Yeah, and that's fine. And I, I think that uh, people will decide to to largely to cheer Becky because they want to. They've been they've been wanting to, and I think she might be 
possibly maybe maybe framed a little more as a baby face although she looked kind of like a, a chicken blank heel if you will tonight around just kind of flipped her on your back like it looks kind of like kind of made it made it look, look like a little i don't know she's <laughs> like kind of ragged all her around is a badass yeah but like it made becky like a little you know a little d- diminutive but in comparison um was that that dynamic in, in itself made me think that's uh, kind of like a heelish thing a little bit on becky's behalf like you know i don't know it seemed a little odd to me but you know we've seen this for months dj pointing out we've seen becky get cheered even as being booked very much so as a heel really since she officially turned heel so that's that's you know this, this isn't this isn't even even a departure like this is what they're doing anyway uh again i mentioned this promo from ronda dj pointing out yeah she cut a promo saying she just she doesn't care about the people so that's that's a pretty heelish thing to do anyway um but I agree. I think I think ultimately they're going to kind of leave it up to people to decide. And again, I would probably assume that people will uh, roll with Becky here. Um, yeah, Ronda kept saying Rebecca, not Becky here. That was one interesting thing about the promo. She has not said Ashley in terms of Charlotte Flair. Well, interesting difference there. Uh, looking forward here. We, we'll talk about uh, Lita more in a minute, but maybe beyond that, Ronda said, you'll have my decision for us, Manny, on Friday. So that we were waiting for the decision on on uh, Raw tonight. Gonna have to wait till Friday on that one. Uh, they've there have been reports that she will face Charlotte instead, and you mentioned maybe Bianca as well. I mean, I it's pretty easy to slot Bianca in there. You have Becky win against Lita at WrestleMania. Oh, sorry, at Elimination Chamber, and then somehow get get uh, Bianca another rematch. And if 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 she gets a rematch, Bianca has to win. Like they have to give her that moment. Like like they can't have Becky beat Bianca again. Um, at least I hope not. I hope not. But I've seen this theory going on as well from Nesha pointing out they could do a WrestleMania 35 rematch of Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. I think that'd be interesting. Obviously, it was a very historic match, WrestleMania 35. Um, not, not sure how you best get there. And kind of like the Brock and Bobby thing, they're not going to want to consolidate uh, both of the world title matches in the men and women positions in one match. So if they do title versus title, Brock and Bobby, they're not going to do, I would think, Becky and Ronda in the same match, or Becky and Charlotte in the same match, assuming they both attain. So uh, I like the idea, but some of the logistical side of it, um, you know, there's there's an obstacle there. One comment from Dan saying maybe we could see Lita, you know, if there's more to this elimination and everything, maybe she'll face Sasha at WrestleMania. You have a little a little dream match there. But, um, you know, I, I, it's interesting. You know, I... I there's a, there's a solid section of legends where they were like before my time and I'm, I'm like familiar with them, but I'm not like a big fan. So like, I'm, I'm, I know what Lita did, but I wasn't watching when she was around. So it's like, it's more of like the name recognition of like, Oh yeah, that's Lita, but not like, Oh yeah, Lita's back. Whoa. Like I, I respect her and she's a trailblazer. She's done all these great things, but like she's back and I'm like, all right. Like I didn't like, Get all that excited when she came out, and I was like, "Oh, that's a different matchup." I, I Becky said yet again, um, "The Raw Women's Division is hotter than ever." I'm like, "No, it's not." It's like, stop saying that. It's not true. Um, but then I, by having Lita come back, by having Ronda come back, Alexa Bliss is on her way back as well. We can touch on that in a minute. But um, they're they're making some strides. So I think it'll be a good match. I, I, I am curious to see if, if Lita can still go. Nessa's telling me to go, to go look Lita up. I've seen some of her matches. I know I know she's great. I'm just saying more so as like that um that that organic fan of like of having actually watched them when, when they were active, whereas you know, watching in hindsight, 
It's, it's a little different, but I, I will look her up. I will watch some of her matches to, to appreciate her even more because I should. I should do some homework like that. But uh, Jesus, Jesus asking, are they going to do Omen's Chamber? I don't know. They have not announced another uh, another chamber at this point. I would expect we might see another one, maybe on the woman's side. I don't know. It is a, it is a Saudi Arabia show, so I don't know exactly how willing, willing they are going to be to do that. I, that's just kind of somewhere I don't have to wait and see. But um well, they, in theory, they'll have more, more reinforcements as well. Stephen pointed out Asu should be coming back. She was rumored for the Rumble, didn't didn't compete. Bailey didn't compete in the Rumble, but um, hopefully she'll be cleared soon. So, you know, I think the women's division will kind of round in, into shape here. And then on the flip side, NXT. I was very surprised nobody in NXT came up in the in the the women's Rumble here. For Cal Gonzalez, as Brian pointed out, they could bring her up. So, um, they're already get they already are getting some reinforcements, and hopefully they'll get some more. So. I think Becky Elite will be good. I think there'll be that'll be a good storyline. I don't expect much of it in terms of Becky's going to win, obviously. And then for WrestleMania, I'd probably agree Bianca seems most likely at this point. But we're talking about the women's division. Do you want to touch on Alexa Bliss? Because we saw not one but two, uh, two vignettes for Alexa Bliss's journey back to Raw here. Uh, and John, her therapist, plugged the merch tonight. He was like, "Oh, I got this Alexa. I got this Lily doll from WWShop.com." And he gave it to her because he didn't want her to think it was the real Lily. And Alex Bliss starts crying. And I repeat, I really think Alex Bliss is like morphing into Harley Quinn because she's like changing her makeup every week. And like there's there's some ev- evolution there, some progression. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they're doing uh, with it, but something's happening. I don't know what it is. Um, but no, we had we had her unofficially reunite with Lily. She was saying like, "Oh, I, I miss you so much," and you know. She was crying. There was a whole thing. Um, still, I don't know where it's going. Uh, DJ saying that Lex is as like a psycho as ever. But um, John, any thoughts on this? It's still hard to tell where they're going with it. But we had even in in, in passing and unofficially, uh, Alexa still making her way back to Raw. Hopefully, some sometime soon. Oh, it's certainly interesting about how they're going to work her into the the picture again. Um, I'm still up in the air about if they're going to have her return to an old character or her current character. Not really a whole lot to add yet because I haven't been able to get a good grasp on the direction we're going to see this go. Yeah, but Kim Taylor predicting that uh, one direction that it very well might take is that, that Lily actually might come back, so <sighs> I hope not. Like I, I, I have said this for a couple weeks now. I really hope they just evolve her character, have her do something else instead. Um, because you know the Lily thing, I, to me at least, kind of ran its course. But uh, of course, I'd point out, yeah, Lily, Lily moved, moved a lot of merch, as we saw with, with the therapist tonight. So um, I, I can't fault them if they decide to do that for the money, so the the, the financial side of it. But uh, Stephen pointed out, yeah, it's not liking the direction here yet. You know, I, I'm hopeful. I'm trying to be patient, but I hope that they uh, that that it's worthwhile and and that it. That's uh, something changes that actually leads somewhere, but yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully this this goes somewhere and, and it actually is meaningful. And Brian Everett saying yes, yeah, so let's hopefully bring the old Alexa back. I, I'm hopeful that will happen, and here, here's hoping that, that it does. So uh, otherwise, not a whole whole lot to dig into. We had a fairly good but meaningless match with Angelo Dawkins and Dolph Ziggler. Dawkins won. It was in Cincinnati, where he's from. Makes sense. The Bengals won yesterday. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that. Thanks for giving me some new information. But yeah, and a lot of references to the to the Bengals tonight as well. Yeah, lots of references. Go Bengals. Good for them winning yesterday. So, um, you know, we had Seth Rollins reference it. Angelo Dawkins won. Cincinnati hometown guy. 
getting a win from his hometown, hometown crowd. Bianca Belair beat Carmella. John, we've seen this like 50 times in the last year. Uh, I feel like Carmella has not won a single one of them, unfortunately. Um, so I wasn't exactly all that excited to see it yet again. Bianca looked good as always, picking up some, some momentum, but not a whole lot there. And otherwise, there was uh, Rhea Ripley beating Nikki A.S.H. Hopefully that was the end of that feud because Rhea beat her clean and there wasn't really much else about it. You know, we had, they've been feuding for a while there, but there's not sure I really get any, anything else out of that. But with that being said, all another useless been... match of The Miz and Dominic Mysterio as well. Yeah, they're just a bunch of matches that just felt very much thrown together i will say i i like the booking of having Miz. like he, he he tripped himself and made it look like ray did it so that he wouldn't get screwed over by ray cheating because as we've seen many times the mysterios constantly cheat to be to win matches so Miz said hey let me you know outsmart outsmart them and and, and then win the match so i was i was kind of glad to see that but didn't really mean anything uh as for Rhea, uh nick is saying uh and the feud, let's put Rhea back in the title picture. I mean, the title picture is a little crowded right now. You got, you got Lita, Bianca, potentially. I think there is room there for Rhea as well, but uh, may, maybe that's like a, an Astros Mania thing, and that, thankfully that's not too, too long. But with all that being said, John, definitely a, an eventful show with some of these meaningless matches thrown in there, but uh, we had Bobby Lashley k- kicking off his WWE title reign. We had Brock Lesnar being back. We had the Elimination Chamber getting established there with the, the qualifying matches and people getting thrown in regardless. And, you know, of course, Veer is still coming. Yes, good news indeed. Veer is still coming. The poor guy. Hopefully uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll, he'll come one of these days. I feel so bad for him. But uh, with all that said, John, uh, what do you think about Raw here tonight? Uh, on the, on the, uh, the heels of the Raw Rumble, and as the road WrestleMania officially continues. Oh, uh, let's see. What about you? Let's go you. I'm thinking. Wasn't a bad show. Um, AJ Ray was great. I thought Kevin and Austin was pretty good. Kevin Owens and the Kevin Owens show was pretty good. I'll go seven. John's going seven. All right. All right. Um, now she's going with eight because of Lita. Stephen with a six uh, for the show here. I gave the Rumble a six. So this is better than the Rumble in terms of my general frustration or, or lack of enjoyment. I thought there were things, there was more that I enjoyed. Um, um, I'll go for like a 6.8. Brian going with 7.5. Love the last segment. And Sausage Zero match was great. And Michael with an eight as well. So maybe I'm being a little harsh, but uh, I'm going a 6.8. Could probably convince me to bump up to a seven, but my gut says 6.8. Laura Rock is 7.3. Not a bad show. I think they did a good job kind of like taking what happened at the Royal Rumble and like making the best of it or, or, or you know, kind of like getting off to a, a good start here um, coming out of that. You setting up some things to be to look forward to or at least, again, to talk about. Um, so that being said, it's good to look for. And Nando, agreeing with six one, I think that's six one eight squids. Or six one eight, yeah, those look like squids. Or octopus is there. We love you, Nando. You're the best. But DJ, the six point two as well. Um, you know, not a bad show. Not not great. We got you know an eight for Michael. So you know, a little bit of a range here. But uh, DJ asking you, John, just we you, you talk about your general thoughts here for the Rumble. But I don't know if you gave your number and your general thoughts. Maybe some of the crowd reactions. So if you had to rate the rumble uh, from Saturday and maybe just any of your observations, he's, he's asking about Summer Rae and Alicia Fox. Specifically. Uh, I also went with a seven for that. And um, not much for really either in, in the grand scheme of things. It was, uh, I think, 
every time you're counting down for the next entrance, there's always this unrealistic expectation. It's going to be like somebody crazy and it obviously like Bailey or Oscar yeah. or somebody like that. So uh, I was just average. I mean, Lita's was big. Mickey's was big, obviously. So uh, it was nice to get that. And of course the Bellas have a good following too. So theirs was pretty good, but I did think the women's rumble was um, probably the best match of the night. Maybe uh, as far as everything goes, the opening match was good. The ending though, kind of, Sucked the fun out of it, yeah. But hey, it was good overall, and um, it's uh, like we like we saw earlier six. Well, now it's past midnight, so we're 60 days away <laughs> until WrestleMania, the most stupendous go. one we've ever had. I hate that word, man. I already hate that word. We're gonna send it hammered into us, and then 60 days left. But my gosh, uh, but as for all here on the heels of that rumble, Kevin with a six as well. So, again, a bit of a range here. I gave it a 6.8, um, you know. I guess your your mileage may vary, but um, top two people here, Michael and Dan, both glad to see Molina on Saturday. Dan, Michael saying it was good to see Molina with three heart emojis there, um, and uh, Dan saying it was uh, Molina was a great moment as well. So I think that was fun overall here. And again, talking about those, those reinforcements. Hopefully, you know, uh, Bailey, Asuka, as we continue on here, the road of this mania, we'll get some more of these familiar faces and kind of uh, again, I, I, I like the term reinforcements of having even more star power load up on the roster on the road here. And speaking of which, that road will continue Tuesday night here on NXT. John and I will be here to talk about uh, whatever happens on the Rainbow brand. We, will, we do know Tomasa Champ will be back in action, teaming with Braun Breaker. will be facing Legado del Fantasma, the men's Dusty, uh, Dusty Cup, Dusty Rhodes Tactic Classic, excuse me, will continue as well, uh, and, and more, obviously. But uh, we, we will try, we'll try to stomach through it as we've come to call it toaster time here on Tuesday nights here. Here uh, for the Chinese New Year. It's the Chinese New Year today. Oh, well, there you go. Happy, happy Chinese New Year, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. But uh, with that being said, otherwise, that'll be Tuesday. I uh, don't know. I don't think Robert and I will be doing the SmackDown show this week. There's a GCW show I'll be covering on Friday. But uh, always no shortage of things to enjoy here with the Raffle Show on Mondays, we, me and John. John and I are back here on Tuesdays, and we also uh, have a great stream of interviews constantly coming to you guys. Bill Pritchard Pritch recently interviewed Moose and Mickey James. I recently interviewed Macardona and Maria Canales of Ring of Honor, and many more. Everything in between, all of it available on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Out Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. And on that said, folks, we appreciate you so much for your support, for talking about this wild world of wrestling with us. It means a lot. We would not be here without you each and every day, you know, just interacting and having a good time, trying to make the most of it, whether it's good show, bad show, everything in between. Nando chip in and saying, happy China's New Year, the year of the tiger, baby. <laughs> uh, love, love the enthusiasm, Nando. But yes, happy Chinese New Year, everyone. That was uh, news to me, but there you go. Happy holidays, folks. Um, but yes, John, otherwise here, um, the world is a scary place, but here we come to do one thing above all others, and that, my friend, is what? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.